podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness. I am your host, Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, composer, certified personal trainer, writer, and podcaster based in Baltimore, Maryland. Today, I will be continuing my discussion on growth mindset. Last week, or two weeks ago, in part one of this two-part series, I discussed what a growth mindset was, common stumbling blocks, and how to achieve it. And this week, in part two, I will discuss how to look at specific scenarios in terms of a growth mindset. Specifically, that's relationships of all types, in being a musician and music, in working out, and in your mental health. So to recap, a growth mindset is having an attitude that if you work hard, you can improve and you're not fixed where you are. A fixed mindset would be talent is innate, nothing's going to change even if you put in the work. So you want to have a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. So let's just dive right in. If you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 20 yet, please go back and do that before you listen to this episode so you have a little more context. It would be very helpful to you, and it would be helpful to me, so I don't have to do a whole recap, because I'm not going to do a whole recap. But, you know, it, it was a good episode. I think so. So the first area I'm going to dive into is relationships. So these are relationships of all types, not even just romantic. This is friendships, family, hood, relationships, and significant others. So... When you're thinking of relationships in terms of growth mindset, you need to keep in mind at all times that you want to surround yourself with what you want to see. Because you are who you spend your time with. So I'm going to start with signs that you should be paying attention to that maybe the people you're with are holding you back rather than bringing you forward. So here are some things to look forward to. One... Be wary of those holding you back with fixed mindset thinking. There are fixed mindset people out there. Even if you are surrounding yourself with positive podcasts like this one, you're going to to come across people who still have fixed mindsets, even though it's kind of, I don't know if it's less common nowadays or if I've actually just succeeded in surrounding myself with other growth-minded individuals, but there are fixed mindset people out there who are still hiding amongst us. And you need to be wary of those who are holding you back. Because if they don't think that your work that you're putting in is going to result in anything, and they're very cynical about how you're approaching your life, then they're probably somebody you don't need in your life or you shouldn't have in your life. You know, that should be a person that you might want to keep at arm's distance, at least. You don't want to let them into your circle because... They might taint it. And then even if you do have a growth mindset, they might be jealous of that level of thinking and they might influence how you think in order to make you feel more insecure about what you're thinking. So be aware of those who might be holding you back because if they are secretly jealous of you 
if they aren't actually proud of your success, then they're not a good person. And that brings me to my next point, which is pay attention to how people respond to your success. Are they really happy for you? There are a lot of people who are like, oh, that was so great. Yay. And it's that like half-assed response where they're pretending to be happy, but you can tell that they're not actually happy. You want people who are genuinely happy for your success, because if they're not, that means they might be resenting you for it because they have a fixed mindset. You want people who are going to bring you up, not people who are going to hold you back. So your friends should be 100% supportive of what you're doing when you're doing it. And then they should also be supportive when you fall, too. They shouldn't be secretly happy that you fell. They should help you get back up and help you recover. Not be like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that happen. Wow. You want them to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, what can I do to make that better? Because, again, the people you surround yourself with are the people who are going to have the most impact on your mood, on your day, on your outlook on life. They're very impactful, which is why this is such an important thing to consider. If you realize that you do have friends who are more of a fixed mindset individual, then my next tip is to try to encourage them to have a growth mindset. Now, you can only try so hard with this, but what you can do is you can try to have a healthy level of optimism and show off your growth mindset. Oh, you're going through this issue with this piece of music? Well, I mean, maybe if you spent a little more time in the practice room, like that would be great. Or, oh, you're having some difficulty with your homework assignment? Maybe if you actually like asked the teacher and started working on stuff like, They could help you. Just look for little ways to kind of interject growth mindset thinking into their thought process if they are often falling victim to fixed mindset thinking. But again, you can only try so hard. There's no way, you can't force anybody to change. As much as you want to try to make somebody change, the only person who's going to make somebody change is themselves. So if you are constantly inserting little growth mindset thoughts or optimism thoughts and things like that, and you're not really getting much in return, then you might just have to take a step back and realize, okay, I can't actually rely on this person to have a growth mindset. And then you need to figure out whether or not you want to cut off the friendship. Because that might be what you need to do in order for your mental health, your sanity, your ability to grow. Because if somebody's leeching off of you, They're leeching off of you. They're taking away your energy. And they shouldn't be doing that because you need your energy for yourself and for people who are worthy of your energy. So my fourth tip here and things to look out for, I guess it's not really something to look out for, but it's something to consider is don't be afraid of cutting off relationships with these people if you can't get through to them. It's scary to cut off a friendship, but sometimes it's necessary. Because like I said, you are who you surround yourself with. And you don't want to constantly surround yourself with people who are holding you back. Because then you're just going to be held back. So take the time to really think about your relationship. 
are you friends with this person just because you've happened to be friends for the last 10 years? Or are you friends with them because you actually enjoy their company and get something out of a friendship? Friendship should be reciprocal. It shouldn't be a one-sided friendship where you feel like you're giving your all and they're not really supporting you and they just keep asking you for favors, but then they don't return them when you need a favor. Those aren't really friends. And they might be taking advantage of you and you need to put your foot down and say, this isn't okay. I deserve to be treated better than this. So when you're thinking of cutting off a friendship, you can do it in one of two ways. You can either do it abruptly by having the conversation and just stating, okay, I'm at a different stage in my life and I don't think we can continue to be friends because right now we're heading in two different directions, period. Or you can do a slow fade and just decrease your contact if you have the opportunity to. This is easier said than done, especially when it comes to like people that you might work with professionally. So you can do this slow fade if it's somebody from high school. Like I haven't talked to my high school friend in a few months right now, and we don't really talk very often. Sometimes he'll like hit me up. So maybe the next time he decides to hit me up, I just don't respond to the text or I'm a little wishy-washy and don't make plans to hang out. But just do something in order to make it just kind of fade away. Because, I mean, if you end up like ghosting out of a friendship because it was already like going downhill and you were already slowly ghosting out of it in the first place, there's nothing wrong with that per se. It saves you the heartache and it saves the uncomfortable conversation. And I I don't see a problem with it. But if you want better tips on how to get out of an uncomfortable relationship, check out episode 16 with Alice Mileman, where we talk about having difficult conversations. Because it's going to be a difficult conversation. And a fixed mindset person probably isn't going to understand why you're trying to cut them out because they're not thinking in a positive way. So those are four things that you need to be paying attention of or be aware of when you're dealing with people who still have a fixed mindset. But now here are some things that you should be looking for in some friends so you know that they have a growth mindset and that they're going to help you be the best person you can be. So one, find people who are successful and authentic. Like me! You want to find people who are living their best lives. You see them living to their fullest. They're doing a bunch of things that you might want to be doing. They're accomplishing projects. They're getting ahead in their life. They're maybe they're posting videos on Instagram of themselves playing and you're seeing them like improving rather than staying stagnant. So you want to find people who are successful. You want to find people who are the level of success that you want to see yourself be. But you also want to find authentic people because you don't want people who are pretending to be successful the whole time and then they're really perfectionists and then they're falling apart behind closed doors, but they're not telling anybody that. Because there should be some level of authenticity where you're honest, like, yeah, I actually am putting in a lot of hard work into this. It's not just coming naturally. Because if they are somebody who thinks that they're just talented because they're talented, I mean, I don't know how they got there. But that's fixed mindset thinking and you need to get out of there. So you need authentic, successful people, people who are doing what you want to see them doing and people who are authentic enough to let you know that they're putting in the work 
and that they might be struggling at sometimes. Then you want to look for people who have healthy optimism or realism. I don't know what I consider myself. I guess I consider myself a growth mindset person, but it's kind of this weird space between being an optimist and being a realist where I'm always looking for the positive in a situation and what's going to bring me joy next and how I'm going to move forward rather than being stuck on, wow, the world's a dark place. We had Donald Trump as president for four years. Why does racism still exist? Like it, I think about those things, but they're not constantly on my mind. So yeah, Donald Trump was president for four years. That did happen. Um, but you know, he's not anymore and we're moving past it and racism still exists, but slowly but surely we're moving forward, I think. So you want to find people who are like healthily optimistic because you also don't want the people who are toxically optimistic where it's like, oh, everything's great. Everything's going to be amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. And it's like, I just broke my leg. Like, what do you mean everything's great right now? Because not everything is great right now, like honestly. So you need people who are healthfully, health, healthfully optimistic. So those are the people who can be real. They can acknowledge that you're going through pain. They can acknowledge that some things might not be great, but then they're also looking for ways to change it. They're not complaining about their circumstance and then just sitting in it. I hate that. That's one of my pet peeves. If you complain about something constantly and you have the power to change the situation, you better be changing that situation. Because people who complain and they don't do anything about their complaining, they're just complainers. And then that's fixed mindset thinking. Like, I can't deal with that anymore. Like, I've gotten to this level where I have so many growth-minded friends who are looking for ways to improve themselves. That is very difficult for me to sit back and listen to somebody who is just living in a fixed mindset space where they have this level of learned helplessness. Oh, I can't lose weight because my genetics, but you know, you can lose weight because science too, science does science and math proponent. It's like a proponent that you can lose weight if you're consuming less than you're moving or putting out. And if this person is still like, oh yeah, but genetics and like everything's, ah, oh, yeah, maybe they're not somebody you want to be around. So again, look for healthy optimism. Next, find those who try hard at what they do. So these are the people who are putting in the hours in the practice room. These are the people who are going home after work and making sure that they plan for the next day. These are people who are constantly looking for ways to improve themselves. Because if they're putting in hard work, you know they have a growth mindset. Because people don't just put in hard work with a fixed mindset. That's not how that works. And then when you surround yourself with people who work hard and try hard at what they do, then you get that energy because you see, oh man, they're putting in so much work. I better not be putting in less work than they're doing because like, that's impressive. Like I can't just let that go. So find those people who are putting in the work. And then once you find somebody who is doing these things, 
The final thing is, please don't be afraid to reach out to someone you don't yet know. Like, this could be somebody on the internet, like maybe your Facebook friends and you see what they're doing and then you reach out because you think they're cool. Like, that's okay. Because maybe you don't have any growth mindset individuals in your space right now. You need to find them somewhere. So don't be afraid of reaching out to people. The worst that they can say is no or ignore you. But if they do, that's fine. You just find the next person who actually will give you some time. I know I met my friend Kaylee Bernard in episode 11. She did an episode on running. But I met her because she just kind of spoke to me when I saw her on my Zoom screen in our class. And I just reached out like, hey, you want to hang out one day? Maybe we can get coffee or something. And she could have said no. I put myself out there. I made myself vulnerable. But she didn't say no. And it ended up becoming a great friendship. Like, she's one of my best friends. We talk every couple of days now even though we don't live anywhere near each other. And she also has a growth mindset. So you need to find people. They're not automatically going to come to you unless you like exude a level of confidence, but then you also want to watch out for people who like latch onto security like leeches because I, I yeah, I'm not getting into that. I, I, I draw some of those people. But anyways, you want to find people who are doing all these things to have a growth mindset. And in order to do that, you can't be afraid of reaching out to people you don't really know yet because you don't know who you don't know. So that's how to look at relationships in terms of growth mindset. Now I'm getting more into specified topics on how a growth mindset can look in these things. So because this is music, health, and wellness, the first topic is music. So here are growth mindset thinking ways in terms of music. So there are five. One, the more I practice, the better I'll get. If, if you're a music major and this is not your mantra, then you definitely have an issue because I don't know how you got this far. Because you need to practice in order to get better. There's no way you're naturally going to get better by just staring at the four walls in your room and thinking about music. Like, yes, mental practice is a thing, but the best thing you can do to get better at playing a passage is to play that passage. So focus on practicing more and working on your weaknesses so that you can get better at them, because that's what will happen in the end. Number two. Well, this passage isn't great right now, but it'll be a fun challenge to get it together. So this type of growth mindset thinking is accepting that you are still learning, you're still working, you still need to put in effort because it's not great right now, no, because not everything's great all the time. So even though it's not great right now, there's still a chance that it can become better in the future. You're focused more on the opportunity for growth by working on the difficult passage than you are focused on how difficult the passage is and how much work it will be to put into it. You know that when you put in the work to get better at that passage, you'll become a better player in general because you will improve on other levels. And then classic growth mindset, you're accepting the challenge. Challenge accepted. Because you know that you need to challenge yourself in order to grow because that's very important. Number three, 
Well, I didn't get first chair this year, but I still have a chance next year. So this is acknowledging that maybe this wasn't your year. And yeah, you had a terrible audition. I've had really bad seating auditions. And obviously the results aren't the way I want them to, but rather than let that get to me and focus on like, oh man, I'm last chair now. I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm focused on, okay, well, how am I going to get to first chair next year? And then that level of thinking has definitely helped me forward because I remember freshman year, I was last chair of my studio. And it did devastate me for a while because I was stuck in fixed mindset thinking. And I was like, wow, I'm a terrible player. I don't even know how I got into the school. But then over the year, I just improved and got so much better because I put in the work because I thought that I needed to put in the work. Like I knew if I had gone in there and I placed first chair, I probably wouldn't have put in nearly as much effort as I put in that year because I would have thought that I was already there. And then after putting in all that effort, the next year I came back and I got first chair over a bunch of grad students as a sophomore. So yeah, focus on how you're going to get better next year. Like look at the fact that you failed and you didn't get the chair you wanted. Look at that as an opportunity to pick yourself up, get a scab, and go forward. Number four. Today isn't my day, but tomorrow will be another day. You're going to have bad days when it comes to practicing. I don't know what it is, like what happens and why those bad days happen, but they do happen. Like some days I'm just like, I can't even recognize myself as a player right now. And I could let those days define me as a player. I could say, well, um, I, I'm really bad this week and I just can't get over it. So I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm done learning to be better. I put in the work already. It's not having any reward. So I'm done. It's very easy to say that. It's not that hard to say that. Because it is kind of discouraging when you don't sound the way you want to sound or the way you thought you sounded. But it's important with the growth mindset to focus on tomorrow's another day, next week's another week, next month's another month. There are so many more opportunities to improve and get better at these things. So why not do them? And then finally, for music in terms of growth mindset... There is no such thing as innate talent. Practice is what makes the performer. Now, the belief in innate talent is the foundation of having a fixed mindset. That's believing that everybody's born with a certain amount of talent and you can't change that no matter how much you work. So that's literally what a fixed mindset is. Now, you need to have a growth mindset. So you need to know that putting in the work will give you the benefits of putting in that work. I read this book called The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And I read it like on a whim because I was looking for something new to read. But in that book, he talked about how a lot of people just assume that some of these crazy musicians are just really good because they were like born with that level of talent. But it turns out they just practice a lot. I think there's like a thousand hours of practice rule is like when you master an instrument or something like that. But you need to put in the work. Nobody's just sitting around on the couch all day and then they pick up their flute and they're like crazy good. 
it doesn't work that way. They're sitting in the practice room. They're putting in the work at getting all those passages right, getting those notes even, and making things happen. I know when I started studying with Professor Brown this year, she's always been an incredible player, and I could never compare to that. And studying with her, I'm seeing the level, the standard that she holds herself to. Okay, how do I make this note sound just as great as the other note that happened? Because right now, this B isn't sounding as good as the D I had in the bar before it. So what can I do to change that? And it's focusing on that level of detail that is my practice right now, because that's what I need to do in order to get better. Because, yeah, I'm good at my instrument, but it's because I put in the work. It's not just because I sit around and don't practice the tuba. So that was music in terms of growth mindset. Now, the next topic on the podcast is health. So I'm going to move on to working out. So here are a few points on working out that you might want to consider for growth mindset. One. Running is miserable now, but one day it won't be. Yeah, running is really miserable when you start it for the first time. I I can't explain how miserable it is. I can't explain how I continued to run after the first time I ran because it's difficult. It's not something easy. And then when you're not good at it because you haven't run in years, it makes it even worse because you feel bad and you feel out of shape and you're like, man, I can't even run for 30 seconds in a row. What did I do to myself? But focusing on having a growth mindset means you're focusing on what can improve. Yeah, it's not great today, but if I keep practicing it, it will get better. If I had given up after my first run where I was like walking for two minutes, running for 30 seconds for like 20 minutes, if I gave up after that run because I was just like, I can't run for 30 seconds, then I don't think I would have been running a half marathon or two half marathons, three Three. Yeah, I ran three this season. One was virtual. So I wouldn't have been doing that if I just let myself not be good at running. I had to keep trying and I had to keep pushing myself to the next goal. And it's hard to get over not being good at an exercise because you want to be good at an exercise because you're told that exercise feels good. Exercise feels great once you're done with it. In the moment, it's kind of miserable. Like you're literally putting your body through a lot of strenuous tasks in order to make it adapt to be better for you. That's not something that's enjoyable. But the feeling that you get after it, that that high, the runner's high you get, or the level of calm and focus that you have after you lift weights, like that's what you work out for. That's where that all comes from. I guess this next point is basically the same thing. Uh, This exercise is difficult, but I need to keep trying to get better. I had a client the other day where she's 60, she's an ex-smoker, very overweight, but she decided to come into the gym and start working with me. Oh, I quit my training job. I don't know if any of you knew that, but I quit my training job. Anyways. Um, so she decided to come into the gym and start working with me because she realized that she needed to change her life. And one of the tasks I gave her because she was this out of shape was to sit down on the ground and stand back up. 
we would just do that for 10 minutes at the beginning of every session. And one day she just had a breakdown because it was really hard for her. And she's just like, I can't do this. It's so difficult. I'm seeing results from everything else you're giving me, but this isn't helping me. And I'm like, this is the one functional thing you're doing. Are you practicing this at home? And she said, no, I'm not. Even though she was practicing everything else at home. And after that day, after that revelation that she just needed to keep trying to get better, she did put in the work. She made sure she got on the ground and stood up at least twice a day. And then suddenly she was doing it faster and she was showing remarkable improvement. And that's because she accepted that, yeah, it was a miserable exercise, but in order to get better at it, she just needed to keep repeating it. So that's how you need to approach working out. Because your first bench press isn't going to be great. You're probably like barely going to be able to do the bar. And that's going to be difficult. But you need to get past the bar to be able to do more than the bar. Number three in terms of working out. I am completely capable of achieving my body goals if I work hard towards them. So everybody has a different body goal. For me, it was fat loss. Yes, fat loss, not weight loss. It was fat loss, and it took me a while to get to a level where I knew I had the ability to do that because I convinced myself for years that it was genetics and I was destined to be 300 pounds and that was all I could do. But that wasn't true because as soon as I started putting in the work to lose the weight, I was losing the weight. And then now, like, I'm, I lost basically half of my body weight. And I'm living as somebody who looks like they've been fit their whole life, even though most people who know me from more than three years ago would be shocked to see me now. But if you put work towards your goal, you will achieve your body goal. I have a friend, um, Jonathan Fulcher, who when I was losing weight, he was talking to me about how he really wanted to gain weight and get stronger And I was like, well, you got to put in the work to do it. You know, you got to make sure you're eating right. You got to make sure you're going to the gym and sending your body a correct muscle building signal. And this man, he put in the work. And now like two years later, he's remarkably ripped. And he wasn't like that before. And he's very happy with himself. But he put in the work to get his body that way. It didn't just kind of happen. He wasn't just sitting at home on the couch expecting his muscles to double in size. That's not how that works. So if you want a body goal, you need to know what you need to do to make it happen. I guess I could do an episode on this about fat loss and muscle gain because a lot of people are stuck on where to go because it's not just your workout regimen. It's also your diet, your nutrition, your sleep. These things all play a role in achieving these goals. So one day. Four, it's about the journey, not the destination. Fall in love with exercise and how it makes you feel, not with how your body looks. I mentioned this point in episode 20, where the fall in love with the journey, not the destination, and how important it is for exercise. Because for exercise, yeah, you're putting your body through a lot of stress in order to make it adapt and grow to be what you want it to be. And that's not something easy to do. So you need to take the time to 
appreciate what you're doing for doing it. Like you need to enjoy lifting weights for lifting weights, not because, oh, my body looks nice when I lift weights. You just want to enjoy lifting weights. Same for running. You want to enjoy running for running. You, you shouldn't be running just for weight loss because what type of motivation is that when you hit your goal weight? Are you going to stop running completely and then gain all the weight back? You might. You don't want to do that, but you might if you keep that level of a fixed mindset thinking. So fall in love with the idea of exercising and moving your body and all the benefits that it has other than achieving your goal weight or your body goals. Just focus more on how you're growing rather than how you're staying the same. And these next two points are about training and plateauing. So continue to challenge yourself. Rotate your training so you don't plateau. It's very easy to get comfortable with exercises because, as I said, your body adapts to do what you ask it to do. So if I'm really good at a bench press, or I suck at a bench press, I get really good at the bench press. Yeah, I got really good at the bench press. Now I can do the bar, no problem. Well, if I just keep doing the bench press like the same way, I'm going to hit a plateau because your body can only do so much of the same thing to get the same results or to get different results because eventually you're going to get all the results you can from that exercise. So you need to periodize your training. So when I say that, that means focus on hypertrophy, which is muscle growth, which means higher reps, lower rest periods. Then maybe one period you focus on strength, which is lower reps, higher rest periods. Then another day you focus on functional training, which is just Things like walking lunges and getting better at bodyweight exercises and other calisthenics. But you need to rotate your training in order to keep seeing progress because otherwise you're going to hit a plateau. And that's when the scale's not moving, your measurements aren't moving, you feel like you're not improving anywhere. And it happens. It happens with running too um, because your body can only do so much. So you need to find ways to counteract that plateau before it does happen. And then the last point is if you do plateau, it's not the end of the world. You got to change something and just keep going. Because a fixed mindset person would plateau and they'd think, okay, well, I hit my destination. I am done. That means I am the best I can be, so I'm going to stop. Whereas somebody with a growth mindset is going to think, okay, well, I hit a plateau. um, So what can I do differently to get over this plateau and keep finding ways to grow? Because you're never done growing. You're always growing. And this is mindset-wise, this is body-wise, but you're always changing something with you. And you can't just stay complacent in that. You need to find something to keep the process going. Get beyond the fixed mindset. And then the final area, because music, health, and wellness, is wellness, or mental health, as I'm going to approach today. So some of these might be a little, I'm not going to say optimistic, but it, it could be optimistic. It might give you the impression that you have more power in the situation than you do, but that's not the impression I want to give you, because I do suffer from major depressive disorder, anxiety, social anxiety, ADHD, I do 
suffer through these things and I go through them myself. And I do need to take a step back sometimes to realize what level of power do I have in the situation? Because sometimes you do have power, but other times, yes, it is a mental health disorder and you don't have power. So you need to figure out what you do have power of in the situation. So these tips are tips that result or rely on you having power and taking back what has been taken from you. So tip one, accept your depression, but don't sit in it. So this is easier said than done. I know when I came here back in July, okay, basically like July through like two weeks ago, I was very depressed. Okay, maybe a month ago. But I, it took me a while to accept that I was depressed. But once I accepted that I was depressed, it allowed me to feel a lot better than just kind of like wondering what was wrong with me and why I couldn't get out of bed in the morning and why my routine was falling apart. So it was important for me to accept that I was depressed. But I couldn't let that at the same time let me stay stuck in that because yes, I have depression, but there are ways to function within depression and I can't get stuck into a rut where I don't get out of bed and I allow myself to fall on the wayside and not talk to anybody or I stop taking care of my hygiene because these are all things that will happen if you let them happen. So you need to accept that you're depressed. Acknowledge that you're in that emotional state so that you can move forward. And then once you do that, you need to move forward. You need to have a growth mindset and focus on how can I make myself function through this depression? Because that's what's going to keep you moving forward. If you sit in it with a fixed mindset and you think, I'm depressed, that's it. I can't do anything. I'm just going to sit here and allow myself to be depressed. You're probably not going to have the results that you really want. Number two, the same thing goes for anxiety. Accept your anxiety, but don't sit in it. Because anxiety is actually helpful for some things. A healthy level of anxiety is not bad. Because anxiety was intended to make you feel uncomfortable so you would run from a predator. You know, the fight or flight response. But like, you need to train your body to realize that a paper that's due next week is not the same as a bear trying to maul you. So you need to accept that you're anxious about something. Okay, I have this paper due next week that I didn't really start. So what can I do about it? Acknowledge that, yeah, I'm stressed out about this paper. But then... What can I do about it? Look for the way that you can make it slightly less stressful on you. Like, what can you do differently? Because anxiety can help push you forward. A healthy level of anxiety isn't bad. I know for me, my performance anxiety, it comes as in it makes me want to prepare my ass off because I don't want to mess up anything. And then when it comes to the day of the performance, I get very in the zone. And then that anxiety, it allows me to transcend my playing level to a level that it hadn't been before. Because anxiety is helpful in that it allows you to feel a level of a threat and it allows you 
to let your body adapt in certain ways. I can get more into anxiety in a future episode. I feel like I keep coming up with new future episodes. I mean, we're on episode 20, so to keep this going um, beyond episode 20, I need more episode ideas. So as I think about them and listen to these, I will write them down. Three, you must go through lows to appreciate the highs. Yeah, if you don't go through periods of your life where you're sad or angry or having negative emotions, then it's going to be very hard to accept positive emotions for what they are and not take them for granted. I know I do this a lot where if I'm in a good state, I'm like, oh, I'm always happy. But, you know, my default mood is actually pretty low. And if my default mood wasn't that low, then I wouldn't really feel much when things got better. So embrace these low periods that you have because they are a part of life. Like I said in earlier in this episode and in last episode, you're going to fail and things aren't going to go great all the time. But that's just a part of life. And in order to appreciate the things that go well, you need some things to not go well. Because if everything's going great for you, you're going to get desensitized to that and just be kind of used to it. Four. Think about what the bare minimum you can do is. So take the chance to think, what is the bare minimum I can do right now? Some days that's just getting out of bed. Is that the bare minimum you can do? Yes, it is. So you got out of bed today. Congrats. Find a way to celebrate that because that is an accomplishment when you're really depressed. But you need to acknowledge that the bare minimum is something because you are doing something. If you were in a fixed mindset, oh, if I got out of bed today, it's not really making much of a difference. So I'm just going to sit here. Whereas with the growth mindset, well, if I get out of bed, that's one thing that I'm doing right. So let me get out of bed. And then you need to celebrate it. Like if you went through a whole day without crying, I know for me, like two weeks ago, when I went through my first day without crying because of a circumstance, it was a celebration moment. I was just like, oh my gosh, I didn't cry today. Wow, this is exciting. Like I I feel like I haven't known a day without crying in weeks. But that was the bare minimum and I chose to celebrate that. Like I had my party, you know, celebrating I hadn't cried in a week. So find ways to celebrate these little things you're doing because they are big things when you are going through depression. It is a big thing to get out of bed. It is a big thing to get through a day without depression. It is a big thing to reach out to a friend and try to do something. Those are big things. And everybody's things are relative. It's like people who are like, oh, well, I don't go through enough to justify me going to therapy. Well, everybody's fighting their own battles. Like, your demon might not be my demon, but your demon is just as valid as your demon. So again, think about what is the bare minimum you can do right now, and then do that bare minimum. Growth mindset. And then finally, think, what can I learn from this experience? So it is very hard with depression to, like, do things. And I know, for me, it was just okay, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. I don't have my routine together. Why am I eating so much? And you just need to take the time to realize, okay, 
things aren't going great, but what can I learn from this? Because every sort of low, you can take something away from that. Through my low, I learned that when I'm stressed out, exercise and eating right are still the first things to go for me. And I thought that I was over that, but now I know that I'm not. And then I realized that when I am sad, if I call some friends and family, like that does a certain thing. But I also learned that a phone conversation doesn't always make up for the fact that you don't have people physically near you. So what lesson can you take from the situation you're going through right now? Is it teaching you something about yourself? Is it teaching you something about the world? Just use the moment of depression or anxiety to figure out what benefits you can get out of that situation. Again, it's a healthy dose of optimism. Okay, I'm really anxious about this performance. What can I do next time to make sure I'm not as anxious? Maybe you just need to practice more. So that concludes the information part of this episode. I hope you enjoyed these two episodes about growth mindset. I know I've been mentioning it a lot in the podcast, and I'm glad I finally got the chance to talk about it fully. Um, I know this is a little bit longer than some of my other episodes, but I hope it was all beneficial to you, and I hope it all made sense. I know some of my thinking kind of goes all over the place because ADHD, but I'm trying to make things as cohesive as possible. So with that, I'm going to move on to Roses, Buds, and Thorns. So again, this is a segment that I do to cultivate a level of authenticity between myself and the listeners because I'm not perfect, and then not everything in my life is also going horrible at the same time. There are some things that, you know, I should be authentic about. A thorn is something that went wrong that week, a rose is something that went great that week, and a bud is something you're looking forward to. So for this week, I guess it's similar to last week, but my thorn is I procrastinated on this paper that I have due uh, tomorrow. Yeah, it's due tomorrow. Um, And I know right now I'm recording this on November 17th, so this paper is due the 18th, but then I also have a paper that's going to be due on December 3rd. And I know right now that I'm going to be doing that paper on December 2nd. So I'm already giving myself a thorn in advance. Um, Procrastination, something I need to do a complete episode on, but it's something that I've been struggling with a lot. And I've been getting better at accepting that I'm a procrastinator and accepting that I work that way. And then that is how I'm the most efficient worker, but it's still, it's still a process. My rose this week. I finally got a job, um, a new job. That's why I quit my training job. But I am going to be a member of the Peabody Preparatory Faculty. And I'm going to be teaching in Annapolis a few lessons a week and some small groups. And it's allowing me to put my my two music degrees to use uh, rather than just my training certification. And it pays a lot better than my training job did. Even though I miss training and I miss the clients because I did enjoy training, it's just, it's something that's going to move me forward in my career. And I did have to make that, that sacrifice of that training job in order to move forward. 
So that's my rose. I'm very excited for this opportunity. And yeah. And then my bud is my recital is going to be next week, December 10th at 630. And I'm very excited because it's my first recital at Peabody. I'm playing with my quartet, which is my favorite group to play with right now. And I have like a few pieces that I'm doing. I've been working on the Three Furies, which is it's a it's a time. So I'm finally excited to show the fruits of my labor, you know, not my innate talent, but my hours of practicing um, on this recital. And I actually get to write program notes, which I'm more excited for than I thought I would be. But it means I have to talk less. So I think that's probably why I'm so excited. But yeah, so that's my bud. Looking forward to my recital. You can tune in. I'll probably have a Facebook event up soon. And you can find the live stream link there. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you are having a good week, and I hope you enjoyed your week off of listening to my beautiful voice last week. Um, Please, 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 please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and share this with your friends, your family, your Facebook friends, your Instagram followers. Just share this with anybody you can, because I know a lot of people can benefit from this information. And if every person took the time to share with one person, then my audience would double and then it could double again if everybody did the same thing. So just one person this week, just tell them, hey, I listened to this cool podcast with this kind of amazing person named Jazzy Piggott. And I think you should listen to it too, because she has a cool episode on growth mindset, which is very important. Maybe give it to your fixed mindset friends before you cut them off. Maybe you see if they can pick up on some of these things and take it for themselves. If they don't, then fine. If they don't like the podcast, then fine. But I just hope you like the podcast because you keep listening. So thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at The Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggit.com. I'll see you next Thursday. Thank you.